Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 756 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live on 2-22-2022. And this Ooh, man, J.D. Raider. All this news. And this so man, J.D. Raider, wears number three, Dale Earnhardt. Respect to the king. R.I.P. Oh R.I.P. We got Ben Funky Askrens here, and plenty to get to as the regular season basically concluded uh, on uh, Sunday. But we got to start with the, the the story of the weekend was, and I tweeted about it, and I think everyone was kind of talking about this. NCAA wrestling's got a match fixing problem that they've got to sort out and not wait for the rules committee or rules that. The NCAA's got to step in right now and, and put a stop to it. And they cannot count these matches. So here's what's happening. We have a cool thing now. We got a great thing with these extra countable matches. They're perfect. It's a good thing to have these. Give guys, give some backups some matches. Maybe give some extra matches to guys who have missed time, etc., etc. It's all good. Everyone said this, this was a uniformly applauded decision to keep these after the COVID year. Like, hey, let's, let's have these. This is a good thing. Well, you give a mouse a cookie, you give a wrestling coach a rule, and they're going to find a way to exploit it. You see it in match tactics, but now you're seeing it with these extra matches where guys are using these to get injury default wins. These are prearranged matches. Okay, so we had this in Kent State, SIUE. We had in Arizona State, Lehigh, where the coaches get together very obviously and say, hey, my guy needs an extra match. Can you put someone else against him for a one-second injury default fake match? And they say, okay. And they conspire, and they do this thing to boost win percentage, to give an extra countable match uh, for for RPI and allocations, et cetera, et cetera. They're doing this to get NCAA bids. They're doing this to uh, get preferential seating, potentially. They're, they're doing this to help their guys get to the tournament. Uh, and when they get there to get better seats, it is wrong. It is not why this exists. This is not something that is really even debatable. It goes completely outside why they created these. And the idea that a one-second injury default could count for anything is, is wrong. And the fact that coaches are conspiring to do fake matches is wrong. And they've got to step in and say, hey, this doesn't count. It's, it doesn't matter. And honestly, the, the, this is match-fixing. They are rigging matches. It's like, it's not hyperbole. It's not, not being dramatic. 
We can be dramatic. I can be dramatic. This is not drama. You have two teams. You're on different teams. The coaches are saying, hey, let's rig a match. I'll rig one for you. You rig one for me. It'll be great. And that's what they did. You can't have it. It's just full stop. Can't do it. Can't have it. And I'll say it. Shame on the coaches. Shame on you. You shouldn't have done it. You shouldn't agree to it. And but at the same time, NCA at the same time, don't hate the player, hate the game. There you go. And NCA wrestling, you made the game. You said, hey, these injury default one second things, they, they count for something. So don't ha- you gotta hate the game a little bit here too. And in which case that's not good for wrestling. So you know what? I think nice try. We didn't think about this. Unintended consequences. NCA step in, say these don't count, period. That's it. And then it'll never happen again. But if you count it, then we just look silly. So this should not factor into any decision. This should not benefit anyone for an allocation. This should not benefit anyone for a seed. It shouldn't have any benefit whatsoever. But it's being done because it will be a benefit. And that's too bad. But I think it's not too late. NCA could step in, have some emergency act, you know, and, uh, and and make it happen, but so um, it's not I'll good. Hey, let me let, let, let me let me season. ask you this. Let me ask you this. I because I agree, no pushback. But what is the what is the actual rule? Is it so? If you had implement rule, it'd be no injury defaults count. No extra injury defaults count because what if there was a match and someone actually had an injury default at say four minutes? No injury defaults less than thirty seconds. Like what is the actual rule that you would make? I don't think injury defaults should count. I mean, what is what is the actual value? What is the value of a match that was so marred by injury that it wasn't able to conclude? Well, what's the actual the, I mean, value it, that it holds? Isn't the isn't the trouble there that if someone could I don't know, fake an injury and get out of the loss, and that doesn't count for the winning wrestler? Yeah, that is a that would be an unintended that <laughs> negative consequence of that. Um, I think part of the problem is there's this problem in wrestling where people don't want to wrestle anymore. And entering matches is now viewed as a bad thing. And now you have all these people. And once the NCAA brackets come out, I want to run maybe like a last 15, 20 years, the decrease in, in matches. And you've got guys. They, match. They're doing yeah, yeah, for sure. 15 matches. It's it's not that hard to do. It's not that hard. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm on record. I, like I said, I would, wanna, I would love to interview um, specifically on this topic, a KL or uh you know, someone like that where they've they they have had because even going back to David Taylor, they probably only had a little over thirty matches. They I don't think they ever got to forty matches. Mm-hmm. And say, you know, what what you're thinking here? Because I think, especially for younger guys, more matches is better. You get to go see what their flaws are. You get to see what they need to work on. Um, so I always think I think more matches, obviously, to a certain extent, you can't wrestle like 200, 200 in a season or something. But you know, you could get forty easy. Um, yeah. and I think and that and a couple tournaments to see what the, you know how they do over the course of a tournament. I think that all those things are really good. Yeah, so I agree. I don't I don't understand what happened that wrestling is now a bad thing to do more than you know once a month or whatever. But I think it's I think it probably is. Um, and so I don't know. I'm, Matt Storniolo, he is is never one to hold back his opinions, good or bad. And he he's I think he's on the right side of this one. Um, he said, and he was very critical of Coach Dresser's last chance open, which they they changed the rule because Coach Dresser he had the tournaments where yep. and teammates wrestled each other, and that was that was countable. I thought you told me they're doing it again this year. They did do it, but they you they 
it was a legitimate tournament with other okay. teams wrestling each other. Right. It wasn't just right. Iowa State versus Iowa State to get your to get your matches up. Okay. Um, so they they changed that rule, but there's still um, this other thing going on, which is which is a problem. So he says, make an agreement with another coach, which you predetermined the outcome of a match is nothing short of cheating. The NCAA wrestling needs to address this immediately before conference allocations are released. This is worse than point shaving. It is fixing matches. These matches affect win loss. Not even winning money on this. <coughs> win loss percentage, RPI, conference allocations, NCA seeds. The NCA yeah. cares about the integrity of our sport slash championship. They will rectify this immediately. Kinda, okay. Got to agree with that. Hey, so let's go back to my question. What is what is the actual rule that we would put? Because I'm, I'm all for yeah. this is dumb. I agree. Uh, but what's the actual rule we're going to do? One second injury defaults shouldn't count. But here's the thing. Here and here's so why. is it more you, than thirty? So they got to wrestle for thirty-one seconds then, or like exactly. would, would they do that? Exactly. Or I mean, these coaches are so they got no shame. They'll, they'll no just shame. say, "Hey, go go get pinned." Listen, hey man, we. You just think go, they would? You think they would? What's stopping them? This is a charade. Ooh, that, feel, that feels. Oh, like, that's that too far. Like, that's, that's too the far. Next yeah. level. That's the next level. That's oh, the that's next too level far. For sure. You think they wouldn't go that far? You think they wouldn't say, "Hey man, just." Just go out, just lay down. I don't, I don't know. That that's, oh, I that's, feel like that's, that's another that's, misstep. That that really would be the misstep. They wouldn't, they wouldn't send out their one and eleven guy. Go out there, hey man, you ain't really got to wrestle if you just want to go get pinned. So it counts. That's fine. It's no big deal. No one's watching. It's just an extra match. No one's around. It's fine. That's but why not? But why not? You think? Hey, listen, look. If you get your guys to do that. You deserve it. <laughs> I mean, I think they would. It's, you're their coach. Go get pinned. Mm. Yeah, just go get pinned. It's fine. Yeah, okay, um, so not that we're going to get stuck on this forever, but is the um, – and I, I obviously the qualification process is better than it's ever been, but is there something to do with the, you know, minimum winning per- – so because I feel like sometimes I feel like the 15-match minimum and the winning percentage thing, I feel like they're a little bit of a charade in the sense that – you know, you could have an outside body rank the top 33 guys without having 15 match minimum or knowing their winning percentage. Like we've seen these guys go against each other. We kind of, we know where they're at, you know? So I kind of feel like those things are a charade, which then leads to these type of behaviors. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think in its simplest form, allocation, then say minimum match, whatever. I don't know if that's as important as, Hey, who have you beat and who beat you? And yeah. that's how you figure and, out the top 33. But when you start gimmicking it with these, yes. oh, you need a minimum number of D1 matches, well, this is what, what's going to happen. And then it's yeah. like, all right, let me just beat any backup on any team of any weight class. Yeah. Bump up your 25 to 41, have them weigh in, and then you know I can just pin them or, or do a one-second injury default, and that's fine. It should just be who you beat, who beat you, top 33. Yeah, and, because, and well, that's the other reason why I said, like, I don't know why some of these teams – aren't doing like or a lot of early season opens or something so no one ever runs into this problem where they have to do extra matches in february like you know there's open tournaments in november december throw your guy out there get, get his 15 matches in his winning percentage against a little lower level competition and be good to go if you're so injured that you can't between november 1st and late february yeah. if yeah. you can't get 15 matches then I, I, there's, I'm, that's unfortunate. That's not good, mm-hmm. but go, you just, there's what, there's another option. Fortunately, you can go steal a spot at conferences and that's fine. Go do yeah. that. Just go, go do, do that. that. 
And if you don't earn the allocation for your weight, then that is unfortunate too if you're if you were a worthy person. But if you're worthy, you will qualify at your conference tournament. And if you don't, you probably don't belong. And I think it's I think it's pretty simple. I mean, you get 33. How many D1 teams are there? 80? Almost half the field yeah. gets in. Yeah. So I don't have yeah. a ton of sympathy. I do have sympathy for the guys that are on the streets all season long and then if someone I mean, there's going to be a there. The a good thing is there's going to be a group of people who are going to look at these resumes, and hopefully, there is a modicum of discernment involved, and they say, "Jake Ferry, hold on, Come wait on, a second, man. one second injury default, Saul Irvin, one second injury default, Malik Hines, one second, Connor McGonigal, hold on, what is this about? No, no thanks. You're if it's a bubble, you're out." And the guys wrestling real matches are in. I don't know if it'll even come down. Some of these guys, yeah. I don't even know if they're bubble guys. But some of them are. Yeah. So, I mean, when it gets down to it, this is like, to me, this is like bureaucracy where we're making these rules on who gets in and then the coaches are trying to game it. And it's like, mm -hmm. I just want to flip and wrestle. Like, why are we worried about all this bullshit? Let's yeah. just get down to it and wrestle matches. And that's a, like, I would almost be for, and I know we'll never do this, or is like, First of all, the 33 qualifiers is stupid. Let's just do 32. 33 drives me insane. Why do we need 33? It's nonsense. <laughs> okay, let's do 32. It makes an even bracket. Everyone's happy. And do four regions in the four regions of eight and split the best teams up. And yes, obviously some weights are going to be kind of unbalanced a little bit. And hey, the 32 qualify. Like I could definitely be okay with that. That way there's no gaming. There's no nothing else. You show up with your 10 starters. You wrestle. You take top eight. You're good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Something um, like that. Okay, is uh, does the chat have anything to say on the topic? Are they team injury default? They're they're not. It's a pretty it's injury a, default. It's a hard stance to take. It's a pretty it's a pretty it's a, uh, it's it's a hard pretty loaded group. Yeah, you, also. you think? Yeah, I don't blame the coaches. There's I don't blame. Well, you got to change the rule. Know. But there's so I listen as a man as a man there <laughs> is um at certain things there's a time you got to draw a line in the sand and they say listen. I understand this could get me what I want, but there's just some things I'm not willing to do. Yeah. And, you know, I, I guess maybe I can't think of one in my life that I've done real real recently, but I feel like I try to live my life that way. Like, I know this, this behavior could get me that thing, but I'm going to live my life as a man of principle, and I'm not going to do that. Yeah, yeah. But the the craziest take so far in this these uh, 15 minutes we've been in is that you guys don't think coaches would – have their guys go out and just take a dive. I don't know. That seems like another level of like. You actually see it in. I mean, we've seen it in international wrestling. When have we seen that? In, in international wrestling, this happened. There's always a reward for the guy that takes a dive, though. Yeah, there's a reward. There's there's rewards. No, they pay cash money though. But that, yeah. but that's not a coach telling him. That's the that's the dude going to hand out cash envelopes. True. I'm just okay. saying. I mean, there's. The, the idea, it, it happens. There's incentive. There's incentive. Listening to your coach is an incentive. I just to... deal with, I deal with a lot of high school kids, Christian. And I'm thinking about like, what would it take me to convince this dude to go out and pin, get pinned? Take one for the team. Like, I think that'd be a, I like, hey, hey, man, go stand out there and let this other dude get his hand raised. I think that's pretty easy. Like, hey, man, I see you go stand out there, yeah. you know, get, get your hand raised. Uh, let this dude get his hand. But to say, hey, dude, you got to go out there and, you got to go to your back and get decked. Like, <laughs> I'm having a hard time getting that one through. How do you think. feel about 
Brady Berge wrestling the same guy twice this weekend. I mean, that's that's better. That's better. And it's it's also a guy yeah. that hasn't wrestled much this year, so there's there's benefit there. I mean, at least there's a match, right? And I don't know that even that match is going to help him get to the minimum threshold either. Um, he's going to be on the bubble to get that because of how few matches he's been able to wrestle. And it'll basically be determined by his, his – um, his Big Ten path, so I don't think I think that's probably more about mat time. Similar to Kirkfleet last year um, against Maryland, he got a couple extra matches there, but that that wasn't to really that wasn't for anything other than giving him more opportunities to wrestle. I, I believe. Um, yeah, I don't think it helped that. How about this? Speaking of speaking of that, we saw another a slightly different thing in the uh, Maryland American duel. Okay, Anthony Artelona wrestled an extra countable match. Now, Anthony Artelona, he's not on American or Maryland. He wrestled... Wait, you can he, do that? Apparently so. He wasn't... So, a pin wrestler wrestled extra matches in the American-Maryland duel because they were there. They were wrestling the next day, I guess, in American. Mm. But it's just... I mean, I, I mean, it's fine. Why not? But... Yeah. Um, Hey, so let me, let me just got because I see a few people in the chat. Let me just speak on the, the thing we said about not, not wrestling a lot of matches. Now, I, I mm-hmm. think it's probably preferable for kids to wrestle a lot of matches. And then you know, the pushback would be, well, obviously, Kale does great, so I'm not, I'm not arguing. He knows what the hell he's doing. He's, he's a genius. I'll give you that. And then international wrestlers like Sejulayev don't wrestle that much. And I'll right. give you that. He's a genius. I wouldn't question his methods at all, right? I see the results. But if we're going to continue that logic, then that means – we should never ever wrestle any matches and no one ever would argue the best way to develop a kid is having them wrestle almost no matches. I can tell you that's not going to work right from, from Mm -hmm. a very young age. We're not going to have them wrestle barely any matches. It's a bad way to develop. We're not, we're not going to make that argument, right? We know competing is going to help them develop. And obviously I rage on like little, little kids, say the 11 and under competing too much and the, the negative consequences of that. Um, so there obviously is a sweet spot somewhere, and that's where I would love to have that conversation with, you know, Kale or some of the other guy, John Smith, about, you know, when is that period where um, you need to develop them by getting them a lot of matches and putting them in the competition and mm-hmm. getting them better versus, you know, maybe there's injuries and they're getting older and we need to only use them for the really important matches. Because, you know, obviously no one's going to say, yes, Edge Live should go do 50 matches next year because he needs to develop a little more. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a really stupid argument to make. So, yes. but there is a there is a point in there where that's important. Yeah. And there is a point. I mean, to me it's like you are a wrestler. So to be a wrestler is to wrestle, is to compete, is to do these things. Um where is the sweet spot is that's the Shakespeare said that one time. He did. That was in Hamlet. Being a wrestler is to wrestle. Yes. Yeah, Hamlet. Um <laughs> okay, so that's match fixing. It's really not a ton. There's not many takes to get off about it. It's sort of a cut and dry no. situation. Everyone knows it's bad. Yeah. There's not a lot of nuance. These coaches know is it's you know dirty politics, right? But I don't. You know, like it's dirty like the wrestling worst thing ever. I'm not. Well, you know, there's like yeah, ISIS. That is way worse. But like in, res- <laughs> in wrestling, in wrestling, uh, this is this is oh cheating. It is match fixing. Uh, but it's not wow. cheating. It's by the rules. Um, no, I bet the, uh, you're not it's allowed. A, to, you're not allowed to predetermine uh, a, a yes, winner in a match. It. You're not allowed I, to predetermine. I, I bet that's cheating. That's cheating. It's a gray area. 
Um, co- coaches even is it that they should fix the rule? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a well. It is interesting that we have these these all these uh, things that are good, like injury default. Like you shouldn't have to finish a match if your leg's broken, right? We all agree that's probably a good thing. But then, so this kind of makes me think about the conference tournament, where we're probably going to see a mu- a multitude of guys go there and take one second injury default matches just so because you have to take them at at conferences to go to NCAA's. And that you makes think me, so. Oh, we see it every year. I mean, uh, really? I, did I feel like I feel like oh, there's guys who are, are like actually really hurt. Like they actually can't wrestle. They but are. So I guess that. Oh, so then your argument is they sh- if they if they can't wrestle at conference, they shouldn't be able to wrestle at NCAs. That would that would seem wise Fair. to me. I mean, Nick Suriano with with his broken ankle, Makai Lewis, Makai at least wrestled some at NCAs afterwards. Tried, yeah. Um, he made it to the quarters and then had to uh, default out, but. Um, it would it would stand to reason if you can't wrestle at conferences, you probably shouldn't take a spot. Um, yeah. That'd be another one where, like in my scenario, where you have to earn your spot. It's like it's cut and dry. Did you earn it? Like so, for example, if like say it was Wisconsin high school sectionals. Well, I, this happened to me, right? I got hurt in the sectional finals. I was still able to win the match, and so I had earned my spot. And now I didn't wrestle all that. I tried to wrestle. I didn't wrestle all that successfully. But if someone earns their spot and is hurt. Um, they should be able to go compete if they choose to go compete, right? But you're saying they're not earning their spot. They're having their spot given to them because of previous standing despite their injury. And that's what's tough because do you want an entire regular season to be nullified by a bad conference tournament? Like th- the that stinks too, right? Guys, if you tear it yeah. up and then you go 0-2 at conferences, should you not go? I don't. Yeah. The, these are... The, that is tough to weigh, and I understand that, and that's why we have. But guys that's like, do, but that's also say if you go into a national, should you not be an All American if you if you were the number one seed? <laughs> exactly. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> but you could. You were in twenty twenty potentially because who knows uh, how you would have done. Yes, this is true. Um, okay. Hey, it's a big it's a big week in the in the, in wrestling. I know you're saying, is it really? Well, yes. Wait for what? Because. Wisconsin State Tournament. You guys are coming. I knew you guys were coming to the Wisconsin State Tournament. No, because there's bigger fish to fry because we got the Texas Youth State it. Tournament oh. is this week. Listen, Caleb Piles is so fired up for this tournament. It's it's I have <laughs> I have some things. I have some things to report. So Uh-oh. Ron, he's asking about his bracket. How many people are in it? I was like, well, you can actually look. You can kind of see. So we go to his little bracket, you see. He's got this many guys. We're gonna track wrestling. How many? How many is this many guys? Right now, it's uh, it's it's five right now. Um, but oh, there's it's not th- very many. It's not very many. Okay, so oh, registration's look- not closed yet. It's not closed. We got till Saturday. Got it. Got it. So got it, got it. he's like, are he's like, are my? Can you see my results on here? I'm like, yeah. So I show him. He's like, so he's looking at that, and then we end up on his profile page on track wrestling, and he goes, and all of a sudden, I didn't even think about this. He goes, what? They're rating me two and a half stars. And oh, don't even like, get me fired up, pile. So, my... so I'm like, I'm like, dude, I was like, no, 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 man. And I was like, this means nothing. It's like, it's literally an automated thing. They don't know. So then he's like, all oh, he's fired up about this. He's, he thinks it's funny. And then he's like, click on this guy is someone he beat. He's like, he's three stars. He's like, I beat him. He's like, this doesn't make any sense. So. He's all fired up for the state tournament. And then r- before he's going to bed, he was like really hyper. He's like, Dad, if I win, you've got to get me a singlet. <laughs> I swear he said this. On the front, 
You got order me a single that says on the front it says yeet, and on the back it says bra. He's like, you have to get me a headgear. What does that, that mean? Says, Wait, what, is, what is yeet bra? I'm, I'm, yeet. I'm not. I don't know. The kids say yeet. I don't what know. What does that mean? I don't like. I don't know. Y e e t. Yeah, you don't yeah, know. I'm gonna look it up. It's like uh, it just means yes. It means yes. It's like an exclamation <laughs> of sorts, and he yes. wants to say bra on the back, and then he wants headgear. He's like, and I'm, I want headgear that says sup on both of the ears. I'm like, all right, Caleb, we're not doing this. Just saying. So oh you my know. gosh. Hey, Christian, this is why my I I am so annoyed by this um, track. So it really rates you based on kind of your age and who you're around, you know? Yeah. But to me, that's so ignorant. It's so ignorant. So like. What tracks should really do is youth wrestlers, you can't get above like two stars because listen, you suck. You're a youth wrestler. Caleb's and, two and a half, bro. Hold you on. Can, hold you on. can fight him. There, and there's some of them that are five. I get it. It's it's effing stupid. You should be able to have like a maximum, like two, right? Or something. Because like Sajulayev, now that's a five star guy right there. That's a five star. Jordan Burroughs, five stars, right? So international level wrestlers, <laughs> you know, you can get up to like four or five. College, maybe you can get to like three or four. High school, you can get to like two or three. There, Youth, like two and under. You can't have a freaking, because this is the way they do it, right? You can't have a youth wrestler that's five stars and then have a college wrestler that's like one and a half. Like, that's give me a flip and break. This is freaking ignorant. It's so ignorant. You could be five stars for your age. Yeah, but it's it's for your age. So It shouldn't be. We should rate wrestlers on how they wrestle. Yeah, well. That, and that's, let, and let, I think it gives them a good point. perspective of like, although I'm good compared to other 11-year-olds, when we're talking about wrestling. I'm kind of not that good. I got a long way to go here. I got a mm -hmm. long, I got a big hill to climb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, okay, so here's here's another here's a predicament I find myself uh -oh. in. All right, help me out. Uh -oh. Let me. I, you know, I give your I'm, kids steroids. I keep one more. Well, HGH is not a steroid, so <laughs> but we can. It's semantics. No, so all right, uh, so you know, I I have a quest to not be that wrestling dad. But here, you know, in the in the very first okay. tournament, I had him enter. I had double entered him, which is a classic wrestling dad move. Okay, not now here, glad. now here's where we are. Here's my next. Here's my the next trial and tribulation. So I entered him at the weight. So I uh, about a month ago, I started like weighing him just to understand how it's. Yeah, this whatever. one's interesting. So he's like. 74, 75, 76, every now and again, but mostly 74, 75. Okay, this dude's grandparents, was, so he's entered at 75 plus one, which is 76 for, for this Saturday. So his grandparents have been in town, and so that means we're eating out, we're doing all that extra stuff. Extra feed. Extra feed, extra ice cream. So yesterday, this heavy Chevy weighs 77.6. So now, he's he's over. So now I'm like, okay. So what are we gonna do here? So now he's see what he weighs in the morning. See, it's we are. So after practice, he was down to like you know seventy six point two. So he's like in the range. Yeah. But you know, it's like on on Saturday when when it, wait, he may be a little bit over. It may have to you know bundle him up and 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 get him down. Just really, a you're gonna bit. make him cut? So I, so I I'm okay. At, well, so my daughter's never. I'll tell you, I'm doing the same thing. My daughter's gonna wrestle in regionals. She has never like done a tournament where you had to make a weight class, and mm -hmm. she's like fifty five and a half or fifty six every single time she gets on the scale, yeah. and the weight class is fifty five. So it's like, you know, I, I'm just gonna let her wrestle whatever she weighs in at. Like I'm not gonna worry about hey, I'm gonna bundle up and make her lose half a pound or make her not eat all day. Like you know, if, if it happens to be fifty five, we're fifty five. If not, hey, we'll go up and wrestle some. Bigger girls. Well, yeah, that's 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 my quandary. So now it's it's like kind of a whole thing to change weights. Like you know, whatever. Yeah, it's 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 a 
little bit of a process. So it's like, well, do we keep him at the, you know, do one workout yeah, and he's yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right. So well. maybe if there's a way, like I think about it, if there's a way to um, do it without letting them know they're doing it, like, hey, let's go get an extra workout in or let's go work out together or like yeah. something like that where they know they don't really know what, hey, we're actually going to eat after the weigh-ins. Mom's going to meet us. We're going <laughs> to. Yeah. You know, that's hey, what we're I'm actually, doing. We're going to go after the weigh-ins, not before the weigh-ins, just like so they don't like. They're not gathering everything, and you're kind of, you know, so you know, it goes the right way. He's kind of an obsessive kid, so he knows that he right. has to weigh 76 at this point. So it's uh, it's oh. in his mind. So I was like, listen, don't do anything different. I said, stop eating, stop eating desserts because you're not gonna wrestle as well if you're eating that stuff, and it's gonna make. It. So Fair. I think we're just gonna cut the out the desserts and see where we're at when we when we get Saturday. And if he's if he's 78 pounds, we won't I won't cut him down a little bit, you know. Hey, uh, our parents are, uh, our parents, are, uh, people are getting annoyed to listen to us be parents and want to talk about Iowa versus Nebraska oh, or NC State they versus wrestle. Virginia Tech. Oh, poor babies. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, we're not, we're not, uh. They want to talk about double thigh prize. Double Tristan thigh Moran prize. was texting me about double thigh prize yesterday. Who was? Tristan Moran. Who was doing double was a... thigh prize recently? Oh my God. Come on, dude. And there's a really funny question. I'm not going to be able to find it because my, my mentions are too long, but he said something like, Flex. so, so he said, um, on a scale of one to 10, how much stalling was there in that match? One being the least 10 being the most. And given the fact that, you know, which match I'm talking about, it's an 11. What top match are you talking about? It, it wasn't me. I didn't ask the question. It was, it was some dude on Twitter and he was, he was talking about Cassiope. Oh, he said, he said in the third period, it was Cassiope versus Lance. Okay. Oh, did you uh, find it? You found it? Yeah, there it is. Nice. Um, man, I, I don't know. When I watched it, I was like, when he went down, I was like, he's going to get written out here. I felt pretty sure of that. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it, it was looked, highly likely. Um, So, okay. Well, double thigh prize. Yeah, it's... it's it, did double thigh prize suddenly become an unstoppable move from the top well, position? I mean, uh, yeah, I, Cassiope's like exceptionally good at it. You're like, guys, and usually you don't, you double thigh prize and then you chop or whatever, right? Um, holy moly, I've never seen anyone stay in double thigh prize so long. He's exceptionally good at like putting his hands in someone's thighs and pressing his hips forward. <laughs> I, oh, oh gosh. Ben, ben had a hard time getting through that <laughs> sentence. What? Uh, I didn't see that one. I didn't mean to say that, but that's um, what he's doing. Oh my god! <laughs> it, I mean, it's it's not. It, it can't be. You know, an oh, impo- you had a move that's called the impossible to stop move. I remember this. Uh, I'm oh, pretty sure. Man. But this, wow. this is this the new unstoppable, uh, impossible to stop move, the double thigh prize. I, I, I don't know. I this, yeah. I mean, for against him, I guess one person he's really good at it. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what he's doing. I don't know. Is he just so beefy, I guess, or something? I'm not sure what the deal is. He's good at it. So let's talk about this duel. It was There were a lot of big duels. This was a big one. And it was, it was a good one. It, it got bigger afterwards, right? A lot of them were big in the hype leading up. The The results in this and how close this duel was made it even more interesting. Because, yeah, one, sure. uh, Drake Ayala wrestled. So not out till Big Tens. He wrestled. Uh, looked, I thought he looked, looked pretty good. good, and he was attacking the side of his injury, which I think is a good sign, right? Like he was mm-hmm. shooting his sweep underneath Reno. Reno popped off on a double, and he immediately got away and got two more takedowns, which I thought was a good sign. Um, Chad Red gets the opening takedown against Jaden, but couldn't hold him off. Jaden wins. No Max Murin. 
So Murin misses both Gomez and Lovett. He wrestled G. But he wrestled in the middle of them. Yes. He wrestled in the middle. That's annoying. <laughs> but it's to his detriment, well, in my opinion, in the... Uh, why, you think it'll hurt his seed? Well, it's going to hurt it. So He doesn't get the ability to raise his seed. So he's going to probably be a four or five. I think he's going to be the four. If he had beaten Ridge, which he's done, he would be opposite Sasso. And, you know, he would have Gomez in the semi. Instead, he's going to be a four, in the four or five quarter, which is probably like someone good, like Yaya. And then... Yep. A Sasso semi, which I know he gave Sasso a match, but you know he's not going to be favored there. So nope. whereas you know he's a he's a reasonable shot at a Big Ten finals, um, I think he matches on the other up side. good on the other side. So it's it's not beneficial for him to miss these matches. It's not good. Mm -hmm. And Vince Turk filled in pretty pretty well. I mean Ridge only got it, Ridge only beat him three one. Yeah. Know that Ridge has some serious. So I really enjoy watching Ridge wrestle, but he has some serious limitations in the fact that he he struggles to go go get his own points. Yes, um, and that that really harms him because you know Turk obviously wasn't going to take any extra risks he didn't need to because of how good uh, Lovett is in those scrambles. But Lovett struggles to go get his own points. That's something if he's going to be really good, he's got to figure it out. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was um. Uh... Apparently, and then Vince Turk, you know, he a lot of talk about him after this week just because he showed how tough he was again in this match, and he was. But he he's done run. after this year, right? He's done. Yeah, he's done. Okay. I think, although you know, maybe just eligibility is just a mindset at this point, just where. <laughs> um, however, however you're identifying that year is you can wrestle. Um, so that was that was notable to not see Murin because I was looking forward to that match and and Turk wrestles and and falls yeah. mm -hmm. one fifty seven um not yet Sion for the love we we got a lot to talk <laughs> no, about no see how we are no yeah we get no, on business no not <laughs> you now don't you get said last music ten minutes today. you said last you don't ten get minutes music this is me this is me kicking Sion out let's let it be documented <laughs> <laughs> you can hold it against me um. So Young beats Rob, and this was a this was a good match um, and a, a win that I think he, I thought Caleb Young actually looked the best I'd seen him look in this match. Good, and it kind of yep. reinforced what you were saying about Peyton just not uh, uh, since beating O'Connor and having given Carr the scare kind of hasn't hasn't that hasn't materialized into anything else. What seed is he going to be at at, at Big Ten's? Kind of low, right? Um. Not not high, not high. But oh, something yeah. happened here, and maybe it's just my whatever. You know, maybe <laughs> I'm the only one that watched this and thought this is bad. I didn't think it was a huge deal. I it's probably not a huge deal, and because it didn't impact the match. But sure. here's what happened, and we can't show it. But Caleb Young turns Peyton Rob. He gets a two count. He's got the bottom leg kind of turked uh, and trapped. Takes him over with kind of like a claw. Holds him. Holds him, gets the two count, and then he's mm -hmm. still in the hold. No near fall gets awarded, and then mm -hmm. but because the ref is saying same hold, same hold, same hold. Yeah. So he's just kind of sitting on the foot, sort of waiting for near fall to get awarded, and the ref hits him for stalling and awards the two near fall. Which to me, if he's in a pinning hold, which is what the ref is saying, he's in a pinning hold. Yeah. You can't hit him for stalling. Or yeah, I mean, you could award the two. And stalemate it, or you could award the two and let him work a different turn. But you can't hit him for stalling if you're saying he's in the same hold. And I know it didn't impact the match, 
But that doesn't matter because it could impact another match. It could have impacted this match. It didn't, but it could have. Yeah. And it's a bad rule. So, and that's, not, that's not how it should be interpreted. I mean, what I'll say on that is, so I agree with you, probably um, uh, stalemate would have been the best call there. Mm -hmm. But that it's, it's stupid. There's a lot of stupid calls. When someone traps the foot to the butt, I actually exceptionally hate it in high school and youth wrestling because a lot of times the guys don't even understand what they're doing. It's just like it happens in a scramble. The heel gets trapped against the butt. And the top guy doesn't even know how to get off or they don't even they're not even paying attention, you know? Yeah. And then five seconds stalling. So that thing is called like it's dumb, but it's called like every single time. So that's kinda you know, when I watch it, it's like eh, it's, that's what they call every time. It's dumb, yeah. but that's what they do. Yeah, award the near fall, then then get down to calling the match. But if you don't award okay. the near fall, he's he's in the same hold, apparently. Um Marinelli beats Wilson, eight two, surprise, no bonus there, but you know, bull rolls on. Labriola Kimmer, this is the the match of the This is the this juicy was it. one. Huge match, some great scrambles. I yes. watching it, I kind of felt like Kimmer left a lot of points out there. And especially on the when he had the near side cradle, Ben, it looked like he could be able to get the Kimmer, pin. Well Labs Labs came through it really nice. Yeah, so what do you what what happened there? Break it down. Well, can we play it? Can we play it or no? No. We'll go to jail. Oh, son of a son of a. We, I don't think we'll go to jail. I don't think they'll do there's shit. A, there's tweet, there's a tweet, but I don't know which tweet. exchange it is. Oh just man, Labri just Rab Labriola being so okay. Hyped. Yeah, I mean, I think I, 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 if I remember correctly, yeah, Labriola pops his head through, and then yeah, right there. Now this is where he almost held him on his back, and used of the time was expired, which it, and that one was definitely close. And this one, I thought he definitely held him on his back for. At least a two count. You guys disagree, but I think that one for sure was a two I count. Don't yeah, necessarily disagree. I I could see why no near fall were given there. Um, you know, it, it it was definitely close. Um, it's all on when the two was given and when because Kimmer does roll through pretty soon after. But it's a huge win. It throws a big monkey wrench in Big Ten seeds and NCAA seeds um, because yeah, se seventy four was really the story here. What did you take away from that match um, moving forward, man? I, I didn't think – so I, I, we've been really impressed. We and me included have been really impressed with Kemmerer this year. Um, and, yeah, I, I didn't think Labriola had it in to beat him because Labriola – but I, I'm, a, I'm, <laughs> I'm just laughing about the, uh, the uh, transitive property of wrestling. We can go like Mark Hall. We can get all the way down to at least Luke Giag, but we could probably go a lot, lot further with that one. It'd be really funny to say this guy's greater than Mark Hall. Um, you guys know what I'm saying, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Labriola can wrestle with them. That was a good match. And, like, there, there were some really good scrambles. I actually thought Labriola had two more points probably. Um, and it does make the seeding harder because that means – those two are gonna, you know, he's gonna have to beat him in the semis of Big Tens before he gets to Soraki. Or wait, well, hold on, is Massa no. gonna be the two? Massa's wait, gonna yeah, be. What's gonna Massa happen there? The I think it's gonna be Carter, one, obviously Logan Massa, two, Labriola. I think we'll get the three. I think the nine. Despite the way, losing to Nine House, fair or not, say that, they both have one loss, and he has the head to head. Yeah, fair or not, even though that's a, like a way worse loss, that's not how they're going to look at it, in my opinion. I think they're going to say, no, he won the head-to-head, -head, so he what, gets... What do you mean they the both win. have two losses? Um, well... Because he's... Labriola's lost to... Um, he's lost to Ninehouse and uh, Massa, and, yeah. and Kemmerer's lost to Labriola and Storaki. Yes. Yes. Okay. So yeah. that'll put Kemmerer on the four, and it'll also give him a, 
I believe it'll give him Ethan Smith, Ethan Smith in his quarter. In, which is a tough match, too. It's a tough quarter. And then you'll then winner gets Starachi, and then winner of that probably gets Massa or Labriola. So it has huge impact on Big Ten seeding. And then also in 174, we had a Ranker's Delight where Laut beats Hydley, Hydley uh-huh, beats yes. Lewis, and previously Lewis has beaten Laut. Now, I think I think you start with on Friday, it was Friday. It was Hayden was up 3-0, I think, working for another takedown. And he kind of gets it was sort of like a, a, a Dylan Ness high flyer type of motion that Lout gets to pin. And then so that was a huge upset. That was a very tight, very tight high flyer. Very nice. We have very, a clip very well executed. It's, we got the clip of, of Hydley getting pinned. And then uh, in the uh, off discussed. We playing it or no? I don't know. Okay. The off oh, discussed. Uh, oh, yeah, here. No, that's not. No, it. this is Makai. This was, I mean, this was kind of a boring match. We, we kind of had a trap, trap door. I, I kind of thought it would be, too. I was kind of not surprised. I was like, because yeah. Mac, what's Makai? Reattack. That's his specialty. He's not. A, he's not gonna yep. pepper you with a ton of leg attacks unless he really outmatches you. And then Hayden, really, he's so much from the underhook that I didn't think mm-hmm. he would get there. So what happened was, and this was how I interpreted the match: nothing happened. No one really wanted to try anything. As Makai got more tired, the underhook opened up for Hayden, which he was trying to get to yep. the whole match, but really wasn't able to until late. And then. This arm spin where he takes it all the way through is really, really good. It's a really good attack that Hayden Hayden has taken down Jordan Burroughs and Makai Lewis with this attack. So it's a, it's pretty, a pretty attack. strong attack. Yeah, it's probably pretty good. And that's how he's able to get the takedown. And I, Now, honestly, he, he didn't finish off the initial spin. It's like he ended up on a leg and it took a little bit to get the finish, but he ended up yep. getting it. Um, so that how are they really, going to go ACAs? What well, one, two, and three? How's it going to go? Well, uh, obviously, how how conferences play out will have a huge impact. But um, no, no, you, I mean at seeding four conferences, one, two, and three. Loud Lewis Hydley. I would assume that it would be Hydley one, Mackay two, Loud three. That is my yeah. assumption. They all have a case. I think you fall back. You should. Common sense would have you fall back on the national rankings when you have a three-way split like this in the ACC and say, okay, well, let's Hayden's the one because he beat the nationally a higher-ranked guy than, than Lout. Um, I I think that's a pretty obvious way to seed it, and I think that's yeah. how it should be seeded. They all have the, basically an identical case, so you should fall back on that, in my opinion. So, and then that conferences will really have a huge say in, in how this seeds, obviously. Um Starachi yeah. wins out and Kimmer and um this is already a very interesting weight and now the these results are gonna make it even even crazier as they as they have some considerations. Yeah. But back to the Iowa Nebraska match, because after the Labriola after Labriola wins, you're like, okay, there's sort of a path here for, for Nebraska. Sort of. Not really. Yeah. Um a little bit. So Vince, then he pin slays uh, Abasad with probably the nicest technique I've seen all week. Well, he, he goes, got taken down and he got taken down and ridden for a little bit. And you were thinking like, you know, so if you look at his wrestle stat, he lost five of his last seven. So he's not been on a hot streak at all. And you're thinking like, damn, Taylor Vance almost beat Anthony Valencia. Wait, no, Zahid Valencia. <laughs> Zahid. Almost. 
He what did. the hell happened to this guy? He's freaking two and five in his last seven. And then he just does something like this. Tyler, play the music. <laughs> Can we play it? It's got to be in a tweet somewhere. It's got to be in a tweet. What are you talking about? No, the, the technique. I was. Oh, play the music. The technique. I think he's probably looking for music. So he hits this beautiful outside step uh, and uh, to a body lock, and he bombs Abasad to his back. It was the, so nice. It was so nice. And yes. for, for Assad, it's like it looked insanely painful because he wasn't able to brace his fall. He landed yeah. basically right on his head. Splat. Splat. <laughs> Schultz beats Warner again, um, which, you know, further cements in my mind, Schultz is a super viable title contender here and should be ranked. Hey, really but high. man, let me ask you this question because I thought I was thinking about this. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, I'll allow it. If 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 Warner only had to wrestle two periods, what would his record be? It would be improved. He's, he's... <laughs> I think it, would he be undefeated? I think he'd be undefeated if he had only had to wrestle two periods. Because this man, he struggles with a third period. He's probably in his own head about it right now. I th- I think it. I think he is in his own head probably a little bit because I, I don't. Yeah. So his he has three losses. Well, two. He had a medical forfeit. That doesn't count. Uh, he lost to Bastida. No, he has three. Oh no, he does have three. Dean yeah. Bastida Schultz. Uh, Bastida, I can't actually remember. He did get taken down late in that. He must have been winning. Yeah, I think it was. And then serious. Bastida went uh, neutral. But maybe it was two two. It was two two. It was probably two two. Yeah. But yeah, he definitely lost that match in the third period. Dean, of course, we know how that one went. And Schultz here with the late late takedown. Yeah, um, yeah I think it, it's one of those situations. It's not like he shouldn't be able to wrestle seven minutes. These guys all train hard. It's, just, it's probably something in his head more than anything. Yeah. But he can definitely he, – he's a contender, right? But Now, I don't know. Like, now after watching this, like, watching him – Try to close out this third period was like, dang, dude. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, because we talked about how deep 197 was. Like, he's going to have a tough match. First round, second round, like, it's er- early. He's going to have a really tough match really early, and he's going to have to grind every single one out. And it's not like he's going to put big points up on the board against any of these dudes. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm struggling seeing him win that many matches in a row. Yeah. Um, Remember he had the loss at um at NCAA's his freshman year, I think. He ended up wrestling back to place. Um but he had a he was an upset loss to a Cal Poly guy. Was it, his name Tom Whoa. Sloan? Did I make up that name? Oh no no no, that's right. No, Thomas Lane. Thomas Lane. You're right, you're right, you're right. Lane. Yes. 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 Um But that I mean, listen to these names though. I mean, just compared to this year. Okay, I'll I'll read that that was twenty nineteen. I'll read that was the round whole two. Uh, I'll, I'll read you every opponent he had that year. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. Drew Phipps, Thomas Lane, Tanner Orndorff, Josh Ropeman, Josh Hokett, Tom Slay, Ben Honus. Like, compare that to the current crop of 197s. 100%. It's not, it's not really comparable. Completely agree. Completely yeah. agree. So, um, hey, can I can I keep beating the drum on something? Because I think, I think, honestly, I think we're affecting the way things are being called. The pushouts from the top position. I saw more stall calls this weekend than I've seen maybe the entire season combined when the top man pushed the bottom man out, and key, including Keegan O'Toole. Keegan, you deserved it, you stalling son of a gun. Um, <laughs> listen, 
There is no other reason. Almost by definition, if I'm the top man and I push the bottom man out of bounds, I am in fact stalling. I am stopping the action from happening by pushing it out of bounds. That's stalling. There's no other way to define that. And we're seeing this as a major tactic. We actually saw, I probably saw four or five stall calls on it this weekend, which I was very happy to see. We got to keep calling stalling. And you know what? The worst one, it's takes us even a step further. The bottom guy knows he can't go out of bounds because otherwise he has, to, he has to go back on bottom, right? Mm-hmm. It sucks. So the bottom guy resists as they get the edge. The top guy then trips them. And then, so then the bottom guy is out of bounds. The top guy is keeping his foot in. The bottom guy crawls out of bounds. And then the, the coaches are like, he's stalling. He's crawling out of bounds. Like, oh, God, you guys are idiots. I know you're, well, they're not idiots. They're, it's almost unethical because they're pretending something's happening that they know is not happening. Right. Right. Yes. Um, I, I am like, <clears throat> top wrestling has like, jumped the shark for me in terms of wrestling conversation i'm so tired of talking about yes the top but it's still happening but it's still happening christian the thing it's it's negatively affecting matches so this is our job is to talk about things that we don't like yeah and i think that's what's lost in in the um all of our you know complaints about the top wrestling and the stalling it's all with the NCAA wrestling end product in mind and that it be a good product and yes, watching 100%. guys shove each other out of bounds from the top position and, and gimmick it and drop down to legs and turn top wrestling into a leg leg attack finishing contest is not good for the sport. It's boring wrestling. Yes. That's what, that's what it's yes. about. It's not about how you win a match. Everyone knows that if you're a, if you're a turner on top, it is a massive advantage in the sport of wrestling. And that's, yes. that is a mm-hmm. good thing. No one is arguing that the whole argument is, is this good? Is this a good product? And do people think about the product? Yes. Um, and I don't expect wrestlers to think about the product because that and, their, and their job is to win. Correct. That's why yeah. outside factors and forces and leadership have to say, no, this is a this is a bad product and we have to change this. And it's outside the spirit of what the sport is supposed to do and reward. Yeah. And this is just like what the coach, and we're talking about the coaches earlier, like, here's the rules. They're taking advantage of it. How do we change the rules in, in so which they can't game them to their advantage? It's, yeah. it's literally kind of like the same thing. So, yeah, referees, if you're listening at all, and I know some of you probably are, keep calling. When they push them out of bounds, that's freaking stalling. Call them for stalling. They will stop. Listen, we can stop this almost immediately. If you start calling the, the, the top man for stalling when they're pushing them out, they're going to stop pushing them out mm-hmm. of bounds, and they're gonna, it's going to force wrestling to happen within the circle. Yep. Simple. Also, yeah, uh, there's a couple other – there's a bunch of new little gimmicks. The drop down is now like the four-second and wait to kick my foot out of bounds when it gets to four. Oh, so dumb. Or wait till four and then work up on four. <laughs> I'd hit them. It'd be so awesome if you call them on like three and they're like, but it wasn't five. I, yeah. I can kill five to stay here. Yeah. Like, shut up. I know what you're doing. Boom. That's Take that. Stalin. Get your ass back to center. Let's go. Wrestle. Cut that promo. I would, I would be, I'd be fired day one because I'd be Three. calling it. Well, I know what you're doing. We know what you're doing. Everyone knows what you're doing. We're all watching. One, we all know. Two, three, it's wrestling smart. four. It's okay, wrestling smart. It, it's yeah, I know, but oh, you hit him on take three. It for three seconds. Three hit sec- him on no. three. Can't take him holding onto a leg no. for three seconds. But listen, with this is the JD. This is all what we're talking about. The, the these these automatic five second things they're they're arbitrary. You made up this five second thing. Stalling totally. should just be called when stalling's happening. And if you're trying to game the five second by only going to four, 
You are, you know you're stalling, but you get till five, so you stay till four. It's freaking stupid. Yeah, and people stall for four seconds all the time. If you run away the last four seconds of a match, no one's going to call you for stalling. Boom, but stalling. But you do it. Stalling, stalling. Just call You it. should. That just happened against, uh, listen, I even said it was okay. It happened to Rock Elam. got called twice for stalling in nine seconds, and I said, oh, oh yeah, yeah. He, did. he deserved he did. it. He did. He deserved it. Well, and he I, got he, he should have been called earlier. He got called, so it didn't have and to. And he be. got called in exactly four seconds. Yeah. Thirteen second whistle blew by nine. He was hit, and then yeah. he got hit yes. as as time expired. Rightfully so. Yeah. Yes. Virginia Tech and NC State also wrestled. We sort of uh, mentioned it with with yeah, the highly. You don't want to bring it up because Virginia Tech got the butt kicked. Yeah, they, they did not win. Um, and they. So the two, some of the marquee matches ended up not being all that great. The highly bowl match was decided by a penalty point. I'm so tired of the. Why are people still doing this? Stu Listen, Ben, I don't want to hear you say no one ever got hurt of this move. I don't care about that. This what? move's stupid. But yes, I don't know why people are still doing stop it. Stop doing stupid. it, guys. Gang. Stop hey, doing everyone, it. They stop call doing it. it all the time. There, there are so many ways to mat return someone without. Turning around and pulling them over your foot. Okay, just get it a new a one. It's a stupid call, though. It's a because stupid call. all you're doing, you're getting these wrestlers, uh, these refs putting on their thing and watching it and freeze-framing it and finding that space, and they're getting hit for one. Just stop your it. Foot's off the ground stop by the one stupid breakdown. It's There's other ways to break guys down. There's other ways to get guys out of the mat or just let them up. You're literally losing matches. You're losing points. And every coach in America is just like, every time they're restraining, they're just watching. Brick in oh, hand, brick in hand. Okay, he did it. Boom, and you can't wait. And it's just, it's just dumb. It's just like, it's not. You don't want matches to be decided this way. Just stop this. Stop the, stop the return, because um, it's, it's bad. Okay, Latona. I guess is just only ever gonna beat Jay Camacho. I mean, it, he's back. He, he's got. He's back, man. I called it. I think I called it too, actually. I um, didn't call no, it. No, you had Camacho. No. Oh, I'm such a fraud. Yeah, hey, guess oh, what? I JD finally it took him. It took him 14 weeks, but JD won a week finally. Woo! I beat you too, Christian. I know, but I'm still. I'm back, baby. Still in first place. I'm still a top seed going in. I think conferences. you're. The, I think you're actually the regular season winner because I think we got to do the this other things a little differently. Unfortunately, I'm the one seed at Big Ten. Yeah, I don't know how we're gonna do this. I mean, there's plenty I think, to predict. I think we got to call you the regular season winner. But JD literally, oh no, JD won week one, and that was the only week he won. I think that was like two, two it was like there were like two picks that week. Yeah, that was yeah, a it was, yeah. And then we yeah. started to, we, then we started really ch ch challenging ourselves, and the yeah. cream rises to the top. JD won the last week. He knew how to get it done. Good job, JD. How to start? And finish. That's right. That's all uh, that matters. That's right. March oh, all that matters. So <laughs> some of the big, bigger matches there. Highly beats Bolin two one. Nothing happened. So hey, uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, I pick highly. Maybe that's the the maybe the lines drive my extra annoyance with it. But I, the fact that Highly can't get a, figure out how to get a takedown against Hunter Bolin, like that match should have been one one in overtime because that call is stupid. And I know, yeah, yeah. Of course, I get that Hunter Bolin shouldn't have done that. But like, man. Trent didn't get close to a takedown. Like, there was no, like, oh, he's going to get this one, and they didn't get it. No, he didn't really get close. No, he didn't. Um, what, one thing that was interesting about the duel is that kind of after they lost 74 and 84, I was like, okay, Tech can't win. But they really sort of could have. Um, yeah, they kind of came back on them. They, they sort of Wait, did. Wait, so do you not want to comment on the Hydley thing at all? You just, you're out on that? 
Uh, okay. Like, are you are you shocked that Hadley can't get a takedown on Hunter Bolin? Well, I'm shocked that Hadley. No, I'm not shocked, but Hadley's year versus Bolin's year, you would think he'd get a takedown. But there is also there's a couple things at play. One, Bolin could be coming around. He could be doing better. He could be wrestling back to the level he was last year. In which case, Trent always had a hard time taking him down. And then there's also the fact that they've wrestled each other five, six times, and and also Trent, he's kind of the way he takes you down. You just kind of know, and if you can take away that thing, it's a lot harder for him to do so. Um, so I'm not. No, I'm not shocked. Actually, I'm not shocked. And also, he didn't have to go get it because he knew he was winning, so he didn't That's have to true. go get a takedown. So it's like, well, That's let true. me just be good at defense and hand fight hard. Knowing that Bullen has to take yeah. me down, he's probably not going to be able to do it. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, so now at conference, though, because, man, I mean, now Bullen's got, that's his fourth loss of the year, so he's way down there in the rankings somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, man, if Bullen were to beat Heidley at uh, ACC's, which, you know, after watching that match, it's feasible. Very it's feasible. sure feasible. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they move Heidley down to because – Parker has one loss to Brooks. Amin has one loss to Brooks. Um, Amin and Brooks are obviously going to wrestle again at Big Ten. So either Amin will have two losses or Brooks will also have a loss. And Trent right now has zero. So it would be interesting to see where they move him if he does lose. If Trent loses to Ball and Kekheisen wins out, Aaron wins out, I think Parker's the two. And then Amin could be the three potentially. Or the four if he has two losses. Two losses, but to the same. If he only has lost to, to the Brooks, same guy to Aaron Brooks, yeah. Versus Hydley, who would have a Bowling loss hypothetically. Now, I think yeah. if Hydley wins out and Parker wins out, I think they should be the two and the three. Fair or not to Miles Amin, I think that's probably what happens. Um, yeah. Um, not Miles's fault, and not how I would necessarily see it. I would probably make Miles the two. But Trex is also going to be in this mix. Truex will be interesting because he missed a significant amount of time, and um, he is undefeated, I guess, huh? Yeah, his only loss he is to Mark Hall, a lot. <laughs> and he, so he will Doesn't basically count. be an undefeated uh, conference champion. Um, He's got thirteen wait. matches. He lost to Jonathan Lowe. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. What am I looking at here? Oh, Hunter Bullen. What am I doing? I, I <laughs> yeah, searched Bernie Hunter Bullen on John Lowe. Yeah, yeah, Mark Hall. And he had a medical forfeit early. Uh, he only has his he, best win is Britt Wilson and Trey Munoz are his best wins. Yeah, so. I don't. I think he's not going to get a great seed. You gotta, you've got to have beaten some. You've got to have some wins. Will he have? And he's in the Pac-12, so he's not going to have any more wins except probably Trey Munoz again. That's that's basically that's it. it. Yeah, that's not going to. Yeah. I don't see that um, getting him a really high. I mean, that should not get him in the top four or five. I know we've seen it with some other teams and some other wrestlers in the past get a really high seed with not a great schedule, but I think you shouldn't do that here. Um, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Um, next up, so we're, we're we're rolling through this duel of Virginia Tech NC State sort of. So Latona beats Camacho. He goes. He was getting to the legs consistently. He caught a cradle at one point for some, for some near fall. Um, so that but it was an exciting match. Myers beats O'Reen, and then Ryan Jack, I kind of sealed it for him when he beat Colin Girardi, and then it was basically out of reach totally. Yep. Um, but the the interesting match here was Wilson versus Andonian, 
where I, actually I'm not even gonna talk about it. I want to hear what you think first about this match, Ben. And don't enforce that thing. He the, forced I, everything. He forced <laughs> that's what Adonian does. All the points. That's well, he what basically, does. Listen, I'm not trying to say Tariq wasn't the rightful winner, but like everything was like predicated on Andonian doing something like, don't do that. But it's also the blessing and the curse of Bryce Andoni is that this guy is just going to try things. But he Which, tried he tried things yeah. at a point in the match where he did not have to try things. I don't know if we can watch that last thing. He tried forcing that thing so hard. Yeah. So hard. He pulled him straight on top of him. Uh, we like it was, and the the way Tariq's leg actually bent or was posted there, I was like, "Damn, is he gonna like hurt his leg?" Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Um, well, if the way Tariq's about... leg was through there was really strange. Yeah, yeah, I know what I wish you're we talking. Could bring about. it up. Um, we don't have it. Um, but it was a. It, I I I've watched it like man, he could have, but then Tariq. He body locks him. He goes right to where Andonian and Andonian bombs him out of bounds with yeah. um for no points, but it was like for no point they were well I was, out. Yeah. I was surprised to see Tariq engage there. But that's one thing we said going into the match is like listen, we know that Andonian doesn't give a rip and he just goes, but Tariq's kinda got a little bit of that in him too. He'll just go. A little bit, yeah. Uh a little bit, but a little more controlled and it ends up being a nine three match where where you say, Okay, go if you're Coach Roby and Bryce going into ACCs. If you get another crack at them, a couple little changes, and I think it's. I think you'd you're like say, to are see. Are you gonna say be disciplined to Bryce Andonian? And you think that's gonna work? Not be disciplined, but I I think one of the big opportunities for Bryce <laughs> I'd is. Try. It, it, one of the big opportunities for Bryce is okay if if Tariq shoots, which Tariq shoots a lot. I think you could pull him up. I think you pull him up and make things a lot harder for him. I think you could counter, but. If you're, if you're, you know, I just think you don't have to force it, or you could wait for it to be a little more there. I think Bryce would probably look back and say, "Okay, I could do things a little bit differently here." Um, yeah. And also the 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 momentum of the match and the the stakes were really really high. Um, but then Ed Scott takes out Connor Brady in a match that was a little closer than I thought. Brady got that first takedown. The thing yeah. couldn't really. Ed was being a little careless with that that little. He glizzes. He gets it sometimes. That the headlock he does is kind of a crappy headlock, Christian. And somehow he's like strong enough to squeeze the crap out of him and get him sometimes. But like this was a really bad attempt, and he almost got it. You he know what I'm talking about, right? It. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he gets away with. I mean, it's not even like. Yeah, it's it's not the he's prettiest headlock. He's got a squeeze headlock. and a half. He must be. Yeah, he's one of those guys got a little bit of a freaky sort of strength there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, we're 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 humming here. We've already talked about Iowa State, Missouri. Yeah, we talked about that yeah, at length. That good. that was a wild one. Uh, Bedlam happened. Oklahoma State won. Wait, it did? Yes. I didn't look at that. I it did. Well, I guess we kind of knew it was not going to be competitive. So not. Uh, it was more competitive than you thought it was going to be. Keegan Moore beat Dakota Gear. It, JD, we actually got a, we got a beat. Like Keegan Moore's not actually bad. He's just kind of been at seven different colleges, but and John Smith is probably more than half pissed off at him now because he beat oh, the coach. Never been more. <laughs> he's full pissed off now. But he's more pissed Moore. off at Gear. Oh my, JD, I, how do you listen to this man? Your backup Griffith yeah. on the um. How do we not have Wick first Griffith on the? I didn't know what was happening. Forgot. My bad. Iowa wrestling. How about Evan Wick? Is just I mean he is on a rampage. He's right great. Now. He is. Oh wow! He's, he's a destroyer. 
The yeah. story of worlds. Um, Oklahoma State only won eighteen sixteen. Oh my goodness, you guys! Let's talk about this. I didn't even look. Well, going into it, I thought it could be pretty close. Now I would have never predicted Keegan Moore to beat Dakota Gear. Um, yes. Now he infers a fire. Probably no beat Mastro. Mastro's right? falling apart. No shoots. No oh man. Sheets hurts. Um, and Coach Smith said she's dealing with an injury. It takes a couple days to recover from, but he'll be he'll be back basically. Prada loses to Mastro. That is not a surprise based on what we saw from Mastro against Ibarra. Yeah, Mastro's falling apart. Um, yeah, not and not at the right time. So Oklahoma State <laughs> definitely kind of limping to, into Big 12s, but we'll see. We've seen them look had, down before. They had a terrible Big 12s last year. They had a great NCAAs. Oh, yeah, Cyclones this is what be Big 12 champs. Um, oh, listen to you. That's, it's 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 feasible. I mean, hey, the regular season, Big 12 chance. Whitlake lost to Zach Hartman 5-0. I remember seeing that result and being like, wait, what? That, that happened. pretty good. Um, yeah, but he lost to Marinelli and, and uh, Keegan back-to-back 3-2, to two, and then he lost to Zach Hartman 5-0. to zero. I mean, Zach Hartman would beat Keegan straight up. That's <laughs> like, just, maybe. Maybe. That's, we'll see. We'll find out. <laughs> that's just the facts. So that was definitely notable. Uh, worst kept secret in wrestling, Brady Berge to 157 happened. He wrestled some matches. We'll see what – I don't think this is a, a huge story other than it's a Penn State wrestler, which elevates it, I guess. Uh, we'll see what he can do at conferences. But um, I think that's probably, without question, his best weight class. A couple other really notable matches uh, went down with Wisconsin. Yanni versus Gomez was pretty fun. We had a. Fun. Did you watch that match? Um, I did yeah, that, oh, that throw? I can't, I couldn't believe Yanni went for that throw, and then he actually put him on his back. But well, then Gomez bridged through, and then somehow came on top of. Can we play that? Or we can't play that either. We may have it. Uh, JD will look for it. But the thing is, I think Yanni had to go for it, and it, it was self preservation. Yeah, mm-hmm. because yeah, he was body locked fully, but he was able to yeah. not fully. He had one of his arm completely trapped, so he kind of went for the. Overhook, overhook and stepped in and kind of threw throw, him yeah. through. It was really nice from Yanni because I think he's going to his back. I think I think Gomez puts almost everyone on his back from that position. Yeah. Um, but Gomez got the takedown. Did he get two takedowns in the match? No, or just takedown? that one. Just that one. And then, uh, but Yanni was really he was getting the legs pretty consistently against Gomez, and mm-hmm. he was able to finish. Um, yeah, pretty easily on the leg finishes. Well, man, the, uh, the way Hamidi dominated Ramirez, man. That was yeah. a he gritted down. on him. He got the first takedown, Ramirez. So did. what is this gritty that everyone's talking about? JD, you're a young kid. You tell us what's going on here, because I have no idea. Uh, it's just like a little popular dance. So the gritty it's a popular dance. It's a popular dance. Became popular. Christian, you, you don't know. You're you're I old man like know. me. I know more. I gave you man. a better story than him. So the gritty got uh was brought back to life when LSU won the won the college football national championship. With Joe Brought back Burrow. to life from what? I don't know. It's a it's a it's like a it's a dance that's old, I guess. But it was brought back <laughs> by Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. I think it was Justin Jefferson. This this a dynamic wide receiver for LSU. Okay. He would score, and then right. they would all start doing this dance called the gritty. It was really cool. And then now I guess all now it's now it's just really hot in the streets. That was like pre COVID. This was a while ago, but now it's. Oh. You know, it's just it's catching on. It's getting a little more fire. So now everyone's hitting the gritty. 
and uh, Dean Hamidi is too. So take that, Ben. I know some things. Wow, listen to you know, knowing things about dancing. I didn't and pop culture. Good, good. Look, look at me go. Um. So yeah, that's what happened. But Hamidi continues to look awesome. Now, what is it? What are we looking at for Big Ten seeds? Carson one, Marinelli two, Hamidi three. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Carson doesn't have any losses in the Big Ten. That's true. So Carshla probably will... came a mean after that. So man, that's a so <clears throat> Hamidi should get another crack at the bull. Yeah. At, at the NCAA, at the semis, and then we'll see. Um, and we could get another Karchla bull match. We'll see what what Marin. Well, you either get Karchla bull or Karchla Hamidi. Yeah, I mean, I would I would bet on on the bull at this point, based on how that match went, but. Uh, yeah, I, ca- I called the bull winning the dual meet and then the conference and then losing in the wrestlebacks at nationals to Mitty. Oh my gosh! What? I was going. Well, just well, I'm going to just call me the Oracle. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see, Mister Oracle. Okay. Yeah, see. Where are your dude? I mean, sometimes when you're ranking, when I can't find your NCA, sometimes they get slid down a little bit on my um, choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it annoys me. All right. <laughs> It I got it. Well. I got it. We're good now. It is an annoying thing. Um, so, other notes, other news. Grant Willett's pinned Real Woods. Oh, that was definitely a pin. People were complaining. It's a Sorry. pin, bro. Yeah. I, I don't know what. You're on your back. Like, not on your flat. back. On your we back. got the clip like, of this Flat one. for a minute. Pull it. Ah, we missed it. We'll go back and we'll pull it here. So he's in this, uh, like, a crackdown. I don't even know if it's a crackdown position. No, um, not even really. Oh, right here. That's a pin. pin. That's a pin That fall. was a pin. Yeah. You can act surprised and uh, get, get off I, your back. Yeah, I don't know why. I don't even know why that's debatable. He was flat on his back. It was obvious. The ref was a little late to it, but the ref made the right call. So whatever. Yeah, he was there. It, it, the, the thing that always gets confused is because by the time he actually slapped the mat, Real had rolled through, but that's that doesn't change the fact that he was calling it based on the one second he was there. Um, yeah, he was clearly pinned. Now, the good thing for Real Woods and Real Woods fans everywhere is that they should wrestle at conferences, and he can write this wrong. Yes. So that was a that was an exciting moment. Uh, kind of a more than a couple upsets. This uh, this didn't Willits week. beat him last year? Also, who beat him last who, year? I can't. I recall. think it was Willits. Russell's. Yeah, Willits. Yeah, Willits pinned him at conference last year. Oh my gosh, he loves pinning real Woods. And then Will, Woods beat him in the first round of NCAs. That's funny. Yeah. So we saw the first example of the weird. Uh, Wait, extra. Did match- you see this? Oh my gosh, I'm looking at Real Woods' record from last year, Christian. Did you realize? Real Woods wrestled. I didn't even know this was allowed. He wrestled in the conference tournament on February 28th. And, and then, then he wrestled two extra matches on March 6th. Yeah. Uh, does so, that like, was that to try to get a seed better or something? To get the minimum four matches. So, or yeah, three matches. I can't recall. Yes, we talked about this. And I was just about to bring it up. This was like the first oh. weird thing we saw out of the extra match gate is wait a second, Real Woods is wrestling the same guy two times, teched and pinned. Um, listen, Jose Landon got sent out there to do one thing, right? He wasn't sure. in one-second injury default, but we, we know what's going on there. Um, 
which, you know, I kind of <laughs> give a little bit of grace because it was a dumb year for Stanford. It was a dumb year for college wrestling and after all the restrictions. Oh. I, I was kind of like, ah, it's not ideal. But he yeah. gets a pass to cheat. Hey, uh, did you realize what just happened? Go ahead. Jose buddy. Landon. Well, I clicked on Jose Landon's name. UVU had a last chance open. Yes, yeah. they did. Okay. Yes, they did. But this is weird. So Jose Landon loses his first match by fall to Sam Edelbutt, right? Mm-hmm. He then, so he must have been around Robin. He then loses by medical forfeit to Warren Carr. He then beats a guy from Wyoming seven to six in a real match. And then he loses to the another Bakersfield kid uh, by lost by medical forfeit. Yes. It's all, kind, it's all kinds of shenanigans and wow it's, uh, our, our sport is weird and we're <laughs> they're letting it get weirder just by having all these it's just yeah. a, a bunch of gimmicks gimmicks everywhere bunch of gimmicks my gosh i'm tired of the gimmicks <sighs> let's get to some questions you guys let's go you guys hate the gimmicks as much as us uh okay <laughs> you like this no but I don't, don't hate it, hate it. Uh, just, JD uh, loves it. JD don't, loves don't it. Don't let the uh, oh, Don't let the injury defaults go towards um, RPI. Should go towards nothing. Yeah. One and, and winning percentage. But then, but I'm telling you guys, then you're gonna have dudes like forfeiting the end of matches just to not take that L. That's gonna be weird too. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you need a little more discernment. You can't let a a robot computer tell you everything. It's like. You need to use your eyes and use judgment and discernment. That's not as easy, but it's going to be better. Yes. Um, okay, we already talked about the Weston Barrel, about the the top stalling on the Cassiopeia. I actually, I watched it live. I wasn't even thinking about it. I don't know. I was just, maybe because in my mind, once Lance was on bottom, I was like, Cassiopeia is definitely going to ride this guy out. I was like, he's yeah. not getting away. Uh, well, the, I mean, the, the the hard part about it, and this is the exact same thing that happened with Kirkwood Christian, is like Lance didn't even get to his feet, Mm-mm. and so it looks it looks for the top man, it looks way worse when the top the bottom man keeps getting to their feet and they got to grind down again. They get to their feet and they got to grind them down again. But Lance didn't even get up to his feet like Kirkwood didn't get to his feet. I mean, Cassiopeia's thigh price got to be something else. Mm-hmm. Who is the most biased for their favorite team? Burroughs for Nebraska, <laughs> Ben from Missouri. <laughs> Uh, Piles for Penn State or via Bo Bartlett? Hmm. Piles. Piles. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I I can't. I can't figure out if I'm a Penn State or an Iowa homer. It really it really depends. Um, next question. It's Ben with Missouri, by the way. Ha! Get lost, <laughs> man. We need to replay the the NCAA predictions last year. Well, that was awesome. I predicted nine All Americans. That was so tremendous. <laughs> it was awesome then. You were you were riding high. You know uh, what? Let's. I uh, wonder what he'll do if we have actual uh, an actual contest on on our picks. I know it's hard. I wonder who would who would do it. You know what we should do? We could just simply predict all our. Oh man, eight All Americans for yeah. We should do it. Um, I fill out a full what? bracket anyways. We should fill out our full bracket, all eight All-Americans, and see. We did that last year, right? Uh, maybe. I don't remember I think that we did. Uh, but we should do it again and uh, have some sort of a scoring rubric and see who gets the most right. That will be fun. Okay, Roy Donk asking the important questions. How long are you required to stand in the middle of a mat after a loss while your opponent celebrates? 
Jacob that Warner is a good question. About, this Jacob is a, Warner waits about half a second. <laughs> Jacob Warner's like, shake my hand. Shake my hand. <laughs> I'm going to shake your I'm hand. I'm going to shake your hand. <laughs> but, like, Ramirez hung tough on that, on the, on Hamidi. Because Hamidi went for a while before uh, he had to take, because he celebrates, he flexes, he's going around. Ramirez, wait, 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 shakes his hand. And then he gritties afterwards. I, I think get the hand, get a couple seconds of emotion, shake the hand, and then party in the USA. Go crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think if they're partying for too long, you don't have to shake their hand. Yeah. Like there's a clock that starts, and the clock starts. It hits five. Yeah, okay, good job. You pinned me. I'm, I'm out of here. Yeah. Or if you can just go give him a little pat on the back as you're running off, that's that's respect, right? Just, just let, let the guy – you shouldn't have to sit there while this guy's yes. partying. Should not um, have to. Okay, but I good. think guys should get the party though. Let me not, let me make sure I'm on the record saying. Let it never be said we don't want this a party. This is a pro party podcast. Yes, this is a pro party, especially three, if you pin them. Then you really get the party. You win three two, maybe not so much party. You pin them, have at it. Yeah, I'd say there's no bigger party animals than me, JD, and Ben Ask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, has Wick taken a giant leap since leaving Wisconsin? Or is he benefiting more from the? Leaving the competition of the Big Ten schedule, I, I can tell you because I've wrestled with him for. I, so I haven't wrestled with him in the last since he left. Well, he left for California maybe in June, but I first wrestled with him right after his freshman year NCAs, and I could tell you it's not even close. He got huh. way better. Just he got bigger, way better since his stronger. freshman year. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I wrestled him after he took a third NCAs that year, and he was just kind of like not not powerful and you know not great in a few different positions and then man by the time like i said i think the last time russell was maybe like may or june of right last year 2021 and it was like this dude's like really good like he's really strong he's strong on his finishes he's better in the scrambles like that yeah so yes he has gotten significantly better so with with evan so as timeline wise is what has he taken a giant leap since leaving Wisconsin? Well, he had not let when what you're saying well, that was not necessarily about going to Cal Poly or leaving Wisconsin. He had gotten that much better over time, and now he's well, really yeah. And so we didn't get to I'll, see I'll him say, last year. Remember, correct. And so, but even even that year where it was COVID year, he wasn't really training with Wisconsin. Um, right. all that much. And even in his Olympic red year, he was training with Wisconsin, but he was also taking a lot of trips and um, doing a lot of freestyle wrestling and stuff. Um, so, yeah, no, he, he's, he's gotten a lot better. Yeah, he's yeah. gotten bigger, stronger, cleaner on the finishes. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Way I better. don't know. What would have been interesting is uh, think about what the conversation would have been if he had gone to Penn State and been doing all this. Then been like, oh yeah, they did it again. They just made this guy way, way, way better. But it's like, well, That's wait, true. look what look what happened. Um, yeah, because that would have been. And he a still had a few matches. Pointed to. Yeah, I mean, there's still. Right, he only beat Cam. I mean, four one. There's a Navy match that was relatively close, but yeah, overall he's looked great this year. Um, and, and I can tell you, he's way better than when I first wrestled him, which was was it 20, 2018, end of twenty eighteen. So one thing that is true, so we had the 1920 season that, that he wrestled in, and there was the COVID, and he yep. didn't get to wrestle at NCAAs. Mm -hmm. But that season, Bull beat him once or twice. I'm really curious because I, I still feel like Marinelli is the bad matchup for, 
for Wick in the in the NCAs. I still think yeah. that'll be a thing. Um, that, that I mean, yeah, because Marinelli is, um, yeah, he's obviously really good at what he does. Um, and it's you know it's kind of simple, but he's very very good at it. Um, I think uh, so. I I know Evan's gotten, and we'll see if they'll implement, but with powerful, which is a big deal, right? And that's kind of like when you look at Hamidi, uh, Hamidi Marinelli. There's a, there's an absolute power differential there, and you know one of the reasons Hamidi wasn't able to get cleanly to Marinelli is that he couldn't win the hand fight, right? You know, and that was a, that was a big issue for him because he wasn't able to get any clean setups in. And so that wick in the early days, like so, what I what I would wrestle with him in 2018, 19, like his his hand fight just wasn't strong, you know. And if I wanted to shut it down, I could. Whereas when I was wrestling him in 2021, it was like this dude's like like he's hard to hand fight. He's strong. He's way bigger, you know. Like there was just a big. I mean, it's, it's a guy who's went from being a what 19, 20 year old to a 22, 23 year old. There's a big difference there. Yeah, I, honestly, for for Keegan, that's one of the things that. I think it's going to be one of his biggest detriments is I don't think he's what? weak for his weight, but I think there's, he's, not, he's not weak. I don't, I don't think he's weak, but I don't think he's particularly strong compared to the, the hand fighters and even someone like wick. Um, I, I think that could be what hinders him to an extent. We'll see, but he's got the goods. Yeah. Okay. Um, what does Turk's career look like starting all four years at Iowa or somewhere else? He's kind of a beast. Never to have a chance at the tourney. Well, Connor, for real, for real, he actually did. He was an NCAA qualifier. He was two and two <laughs> NCAs. So that's what he did with his chance. Um, yeah, he is. He is a beast. And like you see at a lot of high end wrestling teams, there's guys on the bench that would be qualifiers elsewhere. And Turk so, is obviously an NCAA qualifier. I think he's guy. actually done here, Christian. Because did you realize his redshirt year was 2016? That's that. I mean, listen. So, I think my first year at Flow, well, I was I was doing Stevan Micic matches at, for okay, Northwestern. But he was 2016 redshirt, 2017 um, medical redshirt, 2018 he wrestled between qualified for NCAs, 2019 he wrestled, 2020 he wrestled. He's actually 15 and one in 2020, and then in 2021, which is the Corona year, I guess he, I don't know if he wasn't on the team, but they didn't give many matches. So I think he went you know, to the military. He went in the military, apparently. What? I'm not joking. He was in the military back in Iowa. I, something happened, not went bad or anything. I don't know if it I don't know what happened. Wow. Did Co- you realize in 2020, his only loss was an Green overtime won. loss to Austin O'Connor? Yep. Crazy. That's it. Wow. He is a beast. Uh, let it not. I mean, he beat, beat Kane in store. Uh, oh, medical forfeit over Thompson. Beat Keyshawn Clark, who we all think is pretty good. Yeah. He's he's legit, and uh, yeah, went two and two at NCAA's. I believe I believe two and two. Cole Weaver, yeah, Kyle, that's, that's correct. Mm-hmm. No, this says three and two. Beat Limix, yeah, and right. Weaver. Wow. So yeah, that's round of twelve then. Yeah. So what did he do last year? I don't think he went to the military, GD, because he wouldn't no. just like go to the military for one year and then that's be real. The that's real. He went to the military. That's a fact. How do you? Do, why are you done with the military in a year? Because you. He didn't finish. You can't his do a thing. one-year contract. He didn't. Know. He didn't finish. It. I didn't he, write his he, contract. He I'm discharged. just saying. I think he went to the military. He got for honorably year. discharged to go to Iowa. I don't know how or why he joined or left the military. I'm just saying. I'm ninety percent <sighs> sure that he went into the okay. military right. in some form for a year. Yeah, it happened. 
It happened, I promise. We'll try to get more details on that Got it. for tomorrow's okay. show. All right. All right, let's go. Let's get the heck out of here. That's it. We're done. We're done. Just cut me. Cutting oh jeez. Oh, what happened? Oh man, What'd I lost my I lost my earphones. I can't hear you. So <laughs> I'm out of here. Later, Ben. Later to you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow, Wednesday, with Shane Sparks. I know you guys can't wait for that. We will lock the door and keep Sion out. I know. I know, guys. It'll be okay. Thank you, JD. Thank you, Ben. Thank you especially to you for tuning in. Thanks to Tyler for producing. Shout out to my main man, Kirby, for getting a coaching position on the Russian team. Say who that is. Magomed Kurbanaliev, world champion. Yeah. People are going to be looking at who Kirby Puckett. Who are we talking about here? Thanks so much, guys. Watch our film about him. Man of the mountains. Goodbye. (laughs) 